increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey everybody, welcome to SDRonomics. I'm Bill Fate, and I'm gonna get my two minutes in here because Kenny's gonna talk for the next 28 and a half minutes. This is actually the Kenny show, the Kenny Bedwell show. Kenny has some very surprising data, super secret data that nobody else has discussed, you know, in the industry. And I think this is super important because one of the things that we have to leverage is separation factor is amenities. And I'm feeling the pinch right now myself. Uh, in Beach Mountain. If you're not familiar with Beach Mountain, there's a North Carolina ski market. And I bought a property that literally needed a, a shit ton. That's a lot, just FYI. That is a data. Do we have data for that term, Kenny? Because yeah. <laughs> I still, I was not able to get a hot tub in because my deck, I could not get it braced. And I just couldn't support it without taking a risk. And I think it's probably going to cost me at least 20 grand, maybe slightly more over the season which sucks and that's a that's a that's almost mandatory you know in a mountain market in a ski market like that and i don't have one so i'm really interested for kenny uh to unveil some data that's never been put forth before because this is this is one of the ways that you're going to be able to probably increase your rankings increase your revenue when we're going into a very, very tough year in 2023. So Kenny, it's all you, my friend. It's all me. All right. Well, don't, don't. That is a good looking shirt that you have on. Though. Thank you. It, it is. You it get the, is like, get the whole, move the camera down so we can get the whole thing in there. There we go. I don't know how. There we go. Are. Nice. I like it. You know, just. Don't take that <laughs> off. That would be scary. Take the shirt off. Yeah. Anyway, it's got everyone listening. It's my Miami shirt from a Miami event we did. And um, it's very. Miami-esque, I guess, the coloring. but The Miami um, Vice Yacht Party. Yes, yeah, and we all had cap and hats. Good times, good times. <laughs> I dropped um, some knowledge once, Kenny. You spent some time doing some research. Yeah. Tell us what amenities are going to be the most valuable as we migrate into 2023. Yes, so guys, uh, let me preface this conversation. Amenities and how they impact revenue vary market to market. I've said that for so many different topics. And in fact, today, I'm going to be specifically talking about data I pulled and looked at for one market, which is Gulf Shores, Alabama. I just cherry picked that one um, because Hang on, I gotta I, and I'm going to take some notes here. Yes. Well, I, I did it for a couple of reasons. One, because Bill, you're very familiar with that market. You have properties in that market. And I want to actually put the data out there against somebody who has experience in that market. And and I and I also want to kind of quiz Bill too to see, hey, what what do you think the answer is here? And then what is the answer in reality when it comes to the numbers? Great. So now I, I gotta go back to high school. I'm taking a freaking test. <laughs> no, no, we're not we're not going to stats. No, no worry. I'm just gonna ask you, uh, you know, we'll we'll just throw some numbers out there and see what happens. 
Anyway, so uh, what what I want you guys listening to, I think this is going to be uh, a very this is going to be very data heavy episode. And if you like data, buckle up, you're going to be in for a ride. If you don't, it is what it is. Maybe skip it. But I think you should let definitely listen to some of the numbers you're going to hear for this market. Even if you're not even uh, in a beach market, I do have data for other markets, and I'll be sharing some of the data points for that as well. But where I'm going with this is, it would be awesome if you could share this podcast with other str hosts as well because i think they need to hear this not just the data but the different amenities that stand out and i'm not talking about swimming pools or pet friendly or parking i'm talking about ev chargers board games streaming channels cable pickleball courts pickleball courts yeah all you know just all (laughs) all the saunas hot tubs you know a bunch of different amenities Maybe not necessarily huge or very expensive, but things that you can add that do val- that can add value, but how much value? And that's really what we're going to dive in today because that value does vary market to market. And um, yeah, so like I said, feel free. I don't really ask people to sh- you know share a podcast, but this one, I this episode at least, you know, they don't have to listen to all our episodes. I don't care, but this episode and this data, I think, needs to get out there because. No one's sharing it online because not many people have access or know how to get it. Um, I really got this uh, and was inspired to kind of dive into this and share this in this episode because I had mentioned a few uh, episodes ago about running regressions and how to run advanced statistical analysis, how I do that personally when I'm analyzing properties and specifically amenities. And I got like five, six emails a week within the week after that episode came out asking, how do I do that? And so on. And I just, I don't really have time to do a, a training on that right now, but maybe, uh, maybe in the near future, but I, I want to share some of the insights behind that. Cause that's what people, why people are actually listening. So let's, I'm going to just look at my little sheet here and dive into it. So what we're looking at, or what I'm personally looking at, you guys can't see is essentially a regression analysis of how do specific amenities on every single listing in, uh, and when I say every single listing, I'm talking about listings in Airbnb and VRBO. In Gulf Shores, how do specific amenities impact their revenue? And Kenny, so, what is regression analysis for those that don't know? So a regression, there, there's different, okay, so there's different types of regressions, but the regression that I'm running is how does X, the, uh, or yeah, so how does X impact Y? So how do, you know, how does being pet friendly impact Y, which is our revenue? So, but what we do is we look at multiple variables all at the same time to see if they all impact revenue, which the answer is yes, they do. I don't want to like get too much into the weeds because people will fall asleep at this point if I dive in any further with that. But the really, it's just how does X impact Y? That, that's really it. And so we run on how does amenity impact gross revenue, right? Correct. That okay. is yeah, you follow. I'll translate for the data, the non-data nerds out there. There we go. I was ready to get right in. I'm like, the p-value is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, here's what I'm going to do, folks. If you're listening, I'm going to force Kenny to write a summary for this, and it's going to be in the show notes. So you can get that on Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or strnomics.com. Kenny, just at least I want you to because we're doing a market specific. I want you to give me the top five that you're going to go over today, just put it and we'll drop that into the show notes for everybody. Okay. The top five amenities. Yes. All right. So like the sauna, a two person sauna equals 
X amount of additional revenue or so however you're going to put it together. Ooh, I, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's be careful there too, because I do want to preface this and say that just because I'm saying a number doesn't necessarily mean that that can be the number for your property. There are so many other factors. Uh, you know, we try to take in location um, and other things, but we're not in my analysis. I can't take in the fact of decor quality of photos and other factors. So uh, you got to be careful when I say some of these numbers, but when I am going to tell you numbers of, for amenities, there's a strong correlation. They impact revenue. There's, there's a, uh, it's called a statistical confidence metric or level that they do really impact revenue and it's a positive impact and it could range from X to X. And that's really what we want to know. So I think before you get started, there's a lesson in what Kenny just said, right? So if you're going to go spend $15,000 on a hot tub, don't bury that thing on image number 27, right? If it's going to be really valuable, don't take a shitty iPhone photo, you know, make sure you get a professional photo showing the water, somebody sitting in it with the view, you know, it's a, it, you know the, the golden hour, you know, the more that we invest into that, the more value it's going to give Kenny's data, right? So yeah. and move that thing into like the first five images so people see it if that's one of your top five things. So I get what you're saying. Once again, I just want to translate for the non-data nerds like myself uh, that are out there so they understand. Also too, I think it's important to understand that some of these amenities that maybe aren't as impactful, you, you might be surprised in some of the ones I'm going to drop for Gulf Shores, aren't as impactful as we expected them to be. It could just be maybe not marketed correctly like you're saying, Bill. For example, uh, I'll go ahead and throw this one out here. Here's a spoiler one. Um, let me ask you, do you think bicycles, letting guests ride just normal, having bicycles, do you think that is a positive impact on revenue based on just your experience in Gulf Shores? When you say Gulf Shores, we're not talking Fort Morgan, correct? Just Gulf Shores. Just Gulf Shores. Well, actually, Fort Morgan, the data, there is Fort Morgan data in this. So okay. it'd be Fort Morgan and Gulf Shores. So I'm, I'm going to give you a caveat to this. I have six at one of my, at my big property, right? And I would believe that it probably does not just because of the fact that there's no place to really ride a bike to, whether you're in Gulf Shores or Fort Morgan, but I still have six of them there because very few other people do. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And I think that goes kind of to the SEO, like ranking, you know, having more amenities and putting you higher up for visibility. But in fact, you're, you're actually correct that it does not have an impact. Ding, ding, ding. That's one for Bill, everybody. Keep scoring home. We're going to have a drink. There you go. Good job. And, and I, you nailed it. You gave, and that's what I like about, so I personally have zero properties in Gold Shores. I have vacation there way back in the day before people knew about Gold Shores and it was a thing. My family's from, um, if anybody knows, Fairhope, Mobile area. Uh, Daphne, that, that's I have my aunts, uncles, grandparents, all in that area. I've been to Gold Shores many times, but I've never personally owned a property there. And looking at the data, I kind of have a little you know picture of why these things make sense. But it's interesting because you would think beach market, especially in a lot of places in Florida nearby, bikes are kind of a big deal, you know. And there's a lot of biking trails. But you just nailed it, Bill. You said, well, there's not really a lot of places to bike in Gold Shores, and that's true. So it would have a negative impact. And that's like that explanation behind having an expert who is familiar with that area provide the color behind what the data is telling you. So I, it's, it's, it's interesting that I have this information, but if I don't have any expertise or, you know, of that area, like being in that area or talking to a real estate agent or knowing another investor in that area, it, it's, it can be confusing. And 
you know, almost like misleading for me to be like, is that actually true or not? So anyway, I think that's, that's why I chose golf short. So, <laughs> um, okay. Let us do a, another one. Um, actually I do want to do this one. We've talked about this one before, but let's bring up, uh, and this one we can, I don't know. I, I did, we'll throw it out here, but fire pit. Do you think a fire pit has a negative or positive impact? There you go. Uh, on revenue and gold shores. Once again, I'm going to give you a little context. Honestly, go ahead. I, have, I have no clue, but I have a solo stove fire pit at one of my properties. And every single beachfront property I have, because you cannot have wood fires on the beach in Gulf Shores or Fort Morgan, we have propane fire pits that are there. Once again, so kind of a, a I don't know, a medium-sized investment, probably in the six hundred to thousand dollar range, to be able to have a fire pit. Once again, check the amenity, and I think it's beneficial because I market it just like I market, you know, the bigger amenities. So I'm going to say that it probably does not because it's so bloody hot down there 90% of the time. Uh, but I think it does for us based on the way that we market it. Sure. I, I love that. You're trying to cover both bases. So uh, I'm gonna, I find I, I guess <laughs> I would say that fire pit does not move the needle financially yeah. in Gulf Shores. Yep. That's the, yeah. I threw you, I threw you a softball. That is correct. Good job, Bill. Um, let me edit that real quick. Cause that's bill two. Bill two data zero. Oh, it's going to get, it's going to get better in a second. Uh, exactly. Data is going to come back. Maybe, maybe. There we go. Now it's updated. Yeah, real time live scoring here, folks. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, I mean, what's really interesting. And so a fire pit. Yeah. If you're in a lot of beach markets, it's the same. It's not going to move the needle at all. And in fact, it has a really negative correlation, meaning that properties that have them make less revenue on average than properties that don't. That's pretty much what the data is saying. Now, it's not all because of the fire pit. Let's keep that in mind. But there is a negative correlation to increased revenue and having a fire pit in Gulf Shores and a lot of beach market in general. Now, if we flip to a mountain market, what do we think is going to happen? You got to have a fire pit. In fact, it represents a 10% increase on average of revenue, 10 to 12% in a lot of mountains. I, I pulled this in Banner Elk for you. So uh, in Banner Elk, it is a positive correlation and it's 10 to 12% more revenue on average. So yeah, so it, it really is market specific, um, but a fire pit, and this isn't just like, oh, uh, it's got to be some fancy built in, you know, place. It, it's literally like, this is just taking in all different types of fire pits. So we don't need to make some $20,000 investment to really take advantage of that revenue. Remember there's diminishing returns essentially for uh, the amount that we invest into a property, especially with amenities. And from the color commentary side, my small little dragonfly, my beachfront three, two, that was the first, cause we don't have that. We don't have room for that many amenities. We bought a seven ninety nine. you know, like the, kind of the elongated rectangular looking, you know, propane fire pits. Yeah. And if we didn't market it, it probably would do no, have zero benefit. But when we had my wife and my cleaner sitting out there with a glass of wine at dusk and I could take pictures of them drinking wine with the fire pit and seeing the ocean, that's a whole different animal, you know? So just keep that in mind. I think a lot of it's how you leverage it. There's no question. That is interesting you said that. And let me go ahead and throw this one out here. Which is more important in Gulf Shores, beach access or beach views? So not necessarily, let's, let's say, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say right off the bat that it's beach access because there's so much, there's like 14,000 plus short-term rentals in that market and literally beachfront 
is the only one that has direct access. Everybody else has to go to an access point, unless you're at a property like the one that I own, where I can, there's four lots open in front of us and I can, you know, walk directly across. So I, I would go with beach access. It's actually beach views. All right, data. And, and let me say, let me, and maybe, maybe that wasn't fair. I should have worded that correctly. Water views is probably a little more accurate than beach per se, but yeah, water. People want, and, and think about it. You're, you're, what my you number think? one and two is views and proximity. And I just screwed that one up. Kenny. Yeah. I, I was a little surprised there, but I'm, I was trying to rationalize it. So here's the thing that, that kind of clouds my judgment. And I'm not defending my answer because I still stand by it. There's like 14,000 plus short term rentals. And the hardest part for people that are, are not beachfront access is how did they get access? So out in Fort Morgan, because it's literally everybody walks under houses. Every single person on Ponce de Leon, which probably has 200 beachfront properties out there, I shouldn't say every one of them, but 90% of them have put in fencing underneath with gates and locks so that people cannot walk underneath their houses. And it deters them from stuff getting stolen, right? So I think it's it just makes sense to me that it's beach access. But I agree, people want to see the beach. It's all views and proximity. We talk about this all the time. And I think there, there's two things that I want to I touch on with this because- you said when you were talking about your fire pit and how you advertise it, you said your wife, your cleaner, glass wine, fire pit, looking at the water. Mm -hmm. I think it's the combination of those two things together. If it was just a glass of wine in the fire pit, it would be nice, but how really nice. But you're talking about seeing water that adds a completely different level to it. And people are very visual. Agreed. So when you see a property that can see the water and you've never been to that area before, and you don't know how hard beach access is, you're not thinking that. You're thinking, well, they can see the water. They must be near it. So, you know, I, I think that that's, I mean, that's, that is an assumption. Uh, but the data says, look, it doesn't matter how close they are really to the beach in terms of the access. It's about the water, the views, because we're, we're visual. I'm not, so, overthinking, I'm not overthinking these anymore. I'm just going straight with the gut. I know, right? I, I'm actually a little surprised you didn't get that one. But that was like an SAT question right there. <laughs> well, you, you like said, kind of said it already. And I was like, yeah, let's follow up on that. Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains, the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina? My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest, and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost $3.5 million. And he has absolutely crushed it for me. Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk. North Carolina and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over, how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what, Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. Okay, here's a good one. In Gulf Shores, Alabama, which 
is more important or which which amenity has more impact on revenue, a kayak or a grill? It's got to be a grill. Why is that? There's very few places that you can really kayak. I mean, it makes no sense if it's a kayak, in my opinion. You can do it in Little Lagoon. There's very few public access points. I don't see people carrying a kayak from tier four, tier three, you know, all the way down because most people are walking. There's very few parking places, mm -hmm. right? So very few. So it has to be a grill. Yeah. Well, the data says a kayak, actually. So I'm tier four, the interesting thing is, you know, usually, so we talk about when we look at the data, Do the two, Kenny, damn it. When we look at the data, one of the things that there, there's a metric called a p-value statistic. So it tells you how accurate that projection of that revenue, the impact of that revenue that amenity has on actual revenue. So if the p-value is really, really high, it's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not very accurate. Meaning that that number it's telling you don't rely on it. Don't trust it. It could either way. You don't know for sure. If it's really low, it means it has a significant chance of it impact. It actually impacts revenue by that amount. So what's the P number on a kayak? Uh, it's, it's really low actually. It's 0.04, which means it's statistically significant. So for those of you listening who understand what I just said, it means it's very very, very, meaning kayaks do impact revenue, like for sure in Gulf Shores, which probably put a little color color to this too. I think you mentioned it. I mean, let, let's look at this naturally. Properties on the beach, beachfront are going to make more money than properties off the beach. They're more likely to have kayaks. Therefore, it makes sense that they should have kayaks. But I'll also say though, that it's not just kayaks, it's surfboards and boogie boards and other things as well. So don't just don't just say, oh, Kenny said kayaks. I'm going to go buy a kayak and I have a condo. Maybe you throw in some boogie boards or things, but that can impact revenue. And it's one of the things that you should probably consider in that beach market is boogie boards, surfboards, whatever else. It's I just ordered two kayaks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, that, I, I mean, seriously, I think you're Dragonfly one. I don't know if you have kayaks, but. I mean, it's something that uh, I don't it's, know. It's really funny, Kenny, because the very first amenity that I bought were two stand-up paddle boards in 2018 for my Bella Vista property. On my first beach property, it was tier two. And yeah. I, I did two stand-up paddle boards and I added a golf cart. Okay. And I currently do not have any stand-up paddle boards or kayaks. The only place I have kayaks is that I have four kayaks and two stand-up paddle boards at my lake house. Interesting. So... I don't know. We can dive into it more later, but uh, it might be worth something considering. So maybe at the the larger dragonfly place, and maybe I mean next time you go, I, I I've never I've never like physically looked for this, but seeing if people are out there kayaking, you know, out on the water. I have um, never ever seen. Have something. you looked for it though? Like I, I, I've never like I've never. I've seen, I've seen people it. on stand up paddle boards out in the ocean. I don't even. So there's well, kayaking like, tour. What's that? I mean, but at the same time, like, I'm like, I agree with you. I see what you're saying. But at the same time, I've never looked, you know, I'm like, I'm never like, oh, like when, I, I get it. It's like when you buy the car, you know? car, you want you buy the car that you want and it's in white and or red. And then you see yes. it driving around all the time. I get it. Yeah. That, that, um, I don't know. I'm just saying like, <laughs> so anyway, but I mean, what, to me though, and the reason why I'm kind of like, Hey, maybe you should check this out is because of that P value. It is so low. It means that, Hey, this is. This this could be legit. Um, Dude, you know me well enough. I'll fucking order four kayaks tomorrow. 
And then I'll go to, you know, storeyourboard.com and get the kayak racks and I'll have it all there within about three or four days. So the thing that I look at is what Kenny's saying. For me, I can go to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's where I buy all of my kayaks from. And for $340, no, actually $249, I can get the dolphin kayaks that I believe nobody's going to use. I can go to stand up, uh, what is it, storeyourboard.com. I can get the racks. And literally for less than probably 700 bucks, I've got a marketable tool that has a very high p-value score, right? So for me as a marketer, that's how I make way more money than everybody else. It's something that I'll probably consider. I would have never guessed. And it's not the kayaks that throw me on that. It's that it's the grill part is what <laughs> the grill. concerns yeah. me. Because I can't tell you how many people, even though I have a grill in every listing, they ask specifically down there more than any other market that I'm in, do you have a grill? Yeah, it's an image seven and it's written in the description. Uh, I don't say that, but that's what I'm thinking, right? And I'm like, yes, we have a grill and it's propane and we have three tanks and we make sure that there's at least two of them are filled when you arrive for the fire pit and for the grill is the, the automated response from hospitable when they mention grill or barbecue or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just, cause that's like a, a barbecue or a grill is like standardized for me. Kayaks and stuff are not, right? So it's kind of, Comparing those two is almost, it's really challenging for me to wrap my head around if that makes sense. Sure. And I think part of it, because when I'm looking at the data, yeah. the the grill, cheater, uh, the grill has like a, it has a slight negative. I'm talking like really slight negative impact, but the P value is really high, meaning that there's not enough data to really say that the grill Im can impact or negatively impact revenue. But what's interesting though is, I think that it's so standard. That's why, meaning everybody already has a grill there for the most part. You have okay. to, you know. yeah. It's like when it's like having a kitchen or a dedicated workspace. I just gave that one away, but <laughs> it's like everybody already has that, you know. So there's literally no value in saying, "Oh, if I go get a bigger and better grill in 2023, that's going to increase revenue." There's no evidence to support that, and I think that's right. what we can take from the, that that. Uh, data point there. It's not that grills, I. It's not that grills actually decrease your revenue. I, I think it's it's the standard. It's like you got to have this to even be in this market to begin with. But right. is it going to set me apart from everybody else? No. Everybody already has a grill. Yeah, you got to so, do a pickleball court for that. Yeah, there we go. Let's do hot tub. What do you? What about a hot tub? Do you think a hot tub? I I will say it increases revenue, but is it worth it? Yes. Or how do you, How do you determine worth it? we'll say the amount of money you can bring in for the amount that you've paid, uh, like your ROI on a hot tub. I mean, I, what's, what's a minimum ROI that you would expect on a an amenity? 10 grand for a hot tub. I'd want to get my money back in the first year. Okay. Can you get your money back in the first year for a hot tub? hundred percent. hundred percent. hundred percent. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot, huh? it does not. And it's, it's pretty strong actually. And I mean, when you think about it, I've, I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, really a hot tub? Like I, I would, I like places with hot tubs. But so here's what people need to understand, right? And the data and my answers that I'm giving, I don't live in tier four. I don't live in tier five. I don't live in condos. I live in beachfront and I live on the second tier. Yeah. And if you extrapolated it all the way down, I would defend, you know, a hot tub to the death, right? So, and you're, you're talking probably seven, 800 properties total out of the 14,000. Does that make sense? What I'm saying there? Cause you're taking the entire market, right? 
Yes, that is correct. I'm looking at the entire market and seeing if hot tub can impact revenue. So and I would say that it can in my world. I think I, I would probably agree you're 100% correct with the 14,000. Yeah. So, so I'm giving myself a data point there. <laughs> I don't know about that. So you're like, 2.5, a half a point I, each and 2.5. If, if we flip the market, so we look into the mountains. There we go. Half and half. It's tied neck and neck. If we the look mountains, the, it's standardized. You can't have a place in the mountains without a hot tub. Yeah, but certain markets, though, it actually has a massive impact on increasing revenue, you know, where it's like, oh, should we invest? The answer is yes, do it. You know, they're like, and, and you'll get your money back within a year, easily, you, you, like quadruple your money in a year kind of thing in, in some of these uh, mountain markets, you know, but like I said, it's, it's at the beginning, it's market to market specific. And, right. and if you think about beach, beaches, like people really don't want to use, most people, let me preface that, most people do not want to use a hot tub in the middle of the summertime when it's super hot. They want a swimming pool. And um, so that, which which kind of, we know that private swimming pools can greatly impact revenue, especially in beach markets. It's like 100%, uh, you know, uh, the, the numbers are actually really, really high. But let's get a little more granular here. And I pulled this data. This, this is the data point that took a while to get kind of proud that I was able to figure this out or, you know, get it, get it to where I could figure it out. But do you believe that having larger TVs in Gulf Shores, Alabama, maybe this is softball for you, loving the softball. Do you think that larger TVs can actually impact your revenue? I mean, if you're talking like 65 inch versus 32 inch, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we ran, that's absolutely correct. You can give yourself a point there. So I know it's almost a no brainer, but we ran a, we, we actually ran a test to see do people who have TVs greater than 55 and 55 inches or greater make more revenue than on average than people who have smaller TVs. So if you're thinking about increasing the TV size, I think it would be worth it now. Okay. If I buy a 65 versus 70 inch, you know, what's the, I don't think that matters. But people do, according to the data, guess they ask. Yeah, they're asking for that the the TVs and the TV size, at least in Gold Shores. Pretty um, much standardized to sixty-five or seventy-five, and you know the great room, the family room, and fifty to fifty-five in bedrooms. Where I would say probably three years ago, I was like, Bria actually made me go from forty-two to forties in bedrooms, just because she said it was too bright and hard to fall asleep. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, and they're so cheap. I think that's a really easy upgrade from an amenity standpoint. What's the P value on that? It's a little bit higher than comfort, obviously, because of the benefits of TV, you know, and there's so many things that impact revenue, but it's still pretty good. It's like 0.1. So not like statistically confident, but still pretty, pretty close to tell you like, hey, this is, this is a, a good impact. So I wouldn't necessarily trust the the number that would impact it by, but the fact that it, it is a positive impact and the numbers, the revenue impact is actually pretty decently high tells me that, yes, if I'm trying to make the decision of, do I just go cheap and buy smaller TVs? The answer is no, don't do that. Spend the money and buy the bigger TVs. Well, basically, if you're, if you're refurbishing, you know, spend the money, get TVs, but you don't necessarily need to go from a, a 42 inch to a 65 inch and it's probably not going to have that big of an impact, right? So Correct. Don't make the investment unless it's ready to upgrade your televisions. Yep, exactly. Um, just well, I know this isn't about this podcast isn't about that, but just one data point, folks. Upgrade your TVs. If you've got like a Roku and a Vizio 
and a Sony or Samsung and they're all mixed throughout your house, make sure those are all consistent. Just FYI so the guests can figure out how to work them. Well, just be careful with that though, especially with Roku's because their remotes like all connect to each other. And I've had a couple experiences where guests are like, the TV's being turned up, like something's controlling it. And it's like somebody like downstairs, like messing with it. It's the same thing with remote control fans. Yeah. (laughs) The same whatever. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. But um, anyway, uh, let's cherry pick here some ones that are really interesting. Oh, okay. Game console. Do you think having a PlayStation or a Xbox can increase your revenue? Significantly or I mean, yeah, I think it can just by honestly having it and checking the box, but I don't think it's going to be significant. Do you think it's a must-have amenity in 2023? There's the no, question. I do not. That's correct. It is not. And in fact, it has a negative correlation to to revenue. And it's pretty strong significance as well. That changes slightly in some mountain markets, but it's still consistently strong. And when you think about it, I was talking, I was having a conversation with somebody about this. They're like, well, I like playing Xbox. It's like, cool, you like playing it, but do your guests who are coming there like playing it? And then do you have the games that they like playing? And then what if you lose or break a controller, which is bound to happen? Um, I mean, I played Xbox when I was in college and we broke a lot of controllers. That's the problem, right? Versus like doing the Infinity console to where it's very challenging to to break. I know it's a totally different game set. So would that, an Xbox and your data analysis would be different than an arcade game, like a stand-up Miss Pac-Man or something, right? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. I did not run that one, but I think it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, changing like a big big change of revenue so in in my mind like the if you're if you're thinking about oh i'm in a beach market let's you know maybe look at certain markets but uh like gold shores for example i want to add an arcade machine is that going to change my revenue not really not by much and it's just not enough really data to, to back that up and when you think about it people aren't staying at your place to play arcade games you know they're they're there for the location and the the views and then the beach so like can you improve upon those experiences? Remember the kayaks that we just talked about, like how that actually can help the boogie boards. Let's say boogie boards, boogie boards, surfboards, maybe snorkeling gear. I don't, I don't know about that one, but um, like providing that stuff to improve people's experiences in some of these markets. That's what I think we should probably be focused on rather than maybe some of these things that are in the house per se. I don't know. It just, yeah. Everything that you're talking about is experiential. Yep. Like an outdoors, whether it's bikes or, you know, kayaks or pools or, you know, whatever it is versus the, the indoor stuff. It's, it's interesting. And, you know, what I look at is people come for the location, they come for the beach. But if you have a really nice experience outside with your pool, they stay for the pool. And our, I have three properties that have private pools that are second tier. And all the pools get more action, at least from what we can see on security cameras, as opposed to the beach. Like they spend, because they have kids, the kids would rather be in the pool than at the beach. Parents just want to go and sit and drink Coronas on the beach all day, right? So <laughs> it, it, it's very, it's very interesting. And that's why I'm investing more into my pool for next year. So let's, let me pick out, because a lot of people are like, okay, we're talking a lot about amenities that we've mentioned a lot of amenities that don't necessarily uh, Let's get some unique ones that move the needle. Let's go through those top five. So, uh, so unique ones that matter, and this is market specific. So please keep that in mind. EV chargers have a positive impact on revenue. 
fast Wi-Fi. I don't know how you get that in Gulf Shores, but if you can get that in Gulf Shores, there's a strong correlation. To yeah, I've got a full gig coming into every property from Mediacom, and I cannot pull more than 150 mates down. It's ridiculous how bad. That that is crazy. But people pay for it. I. It's it's crazy. People want fast Wi-Fi. You know, me in the city of Buffalo, I get that question. I posted a picture in my uh, listing on Airbnb and Verbo of you know this is the the download speed. Um, you know, and it's also an Airbnb contested too. So it verifies. that's actually something I think is really important. Just as a really quick tip, go to speedtest.net on your phone. When you're there, connect to Wi-Fi and literally just take a screenshot of the test. It'll give you the up and down. And this is something I got to give credit to like Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller years ago, like as, as much as like four or five years, right at the beginning of the pandemic. It might've even been before that they were talking about it on their podcast about how important the speed is and you know airbnb's caught on and now we can upload or not upload but you know put our megs in there but i think we we have to run a speed test don't we do we have to verify that i think through airbnb is that correct you don't have to but you can yeah right. you can verify yeah and it will say wow you have fast wi-fi label your stuff as fast mm -hmm. wi-fi i think, I think that is I, that's something that i would really focus on i mean and they look they look at the difference between like a 75 meg or 150 meg or a 500 meg, it's it's almost insequential, you know, in, in today's costs. It's worth it to invest in that. If you can get faster Wi-Fi at Gold Shores, it is worth it. It will pay you back. Take uh, it from a guy that's using over the air at a lake because it's more than a hundred that will pay you back in Gold Shores. <laughs> you what? Will, fast Wi-Fi, according to the data, will pay you back faster. Will not pay you back, but make you more money than getting a hot tub. <laughs> so. That's crazy. It is. And it, the, yeah, the data is pretty strong on it too. So a couple more. Okay. Uh, this will settle in. See who wins here. Uh, I'm up by two points. So you're up by what? Two points. You gave yourself two points. Oh, I'm up by two <laughs> points. Cable, satellite. We'll say satellite. Do you do satellite TV or streaming? Which one's more important? If you had, if you had to pick, you think which one was more important for guests, streaming services or satellite TV? I do both. Yeah, I, I get that. But which one? If you had to count one, what is it? Kill, kiss, marry? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, I personally in that market, I would not cut one because I think potentially what your data doesn't see is the number of people that ask if they can get the freaking football games because we're in the heart of SEC. But let, let me back up here. Which one, if you were coming into this market, which one, if you had to only choose one, a streaming channel? I wouldn't. I can't answer that, Kenny. I'm both. I'm both. I can't which answer that. Which one's more valuable, do you think? There we cable. go. Cable. Cable. That is correct. Of course it is. And that was a three-pointer, so I seven there. and a half points. There we go. He's like under pressure, like, no, I, I have to have both. Yes, both a are There we go. Yeah, <laughs> you three points for that. Uh, streaming is, when you think about it, don't stress about how many streaming channels you have because a lot of times guests already have a streaming channel that they can just open up and put themselves. They're watching a show. They've well, already... You're talking about us supplying? Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Netflix. No, I don't do that. Hell no. You but just have a Roku TV and you log in with your own shit. Exactly. But people are talking about, should I add Netflix and Hulu? No, 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 no. Yes, never, that's what I'm never. going for. But you're, you're okay. All right. I guess there, there could be some confusion on there. So obviously you need to have a smart TV, but the focus is having satellite or cable. That's what you need. That's what's going to move revenue. Not, oh, I'm paying net for Netflix subscription on my TV for my guests. That's right. That doesn't really do much. Too many people don't 
make the investment in the cable. They just have the free TV, the free streaming. They don't want to pay the, especially if you if you're not in the true twelve month market. I, it's, there's some there's a psychological barrier for that. I I mean I have cable at every one of my properties, with the exception of my lake property where I can't even get direct TV. I can't get you know any type of wired cable. I'm using an over the air, which is basically like a cell phone connection, which sucks. And it's it's brutal because literally I have people that say, hey, can I get the Iron Bowl? Can I watch Bama spring football? I'm like, it's 50-50. And I have to be honest with them, right? Because our internet's so bad and you have to stream it. And then the second thing is, do you have YouTube TV or Fubo or something that can get local channels to be able to watch it? That costs me money at this property. There's no question, right? And that's based on the location I'm in at that lake. There's places farther south, closer to the town that have cable. And I'll bet it costs me 15, 20 grand a year in my first year at that house because I don't have cable. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's really important. Obviously, like uh, for me, uh, we're Buffalo, like when the Bills play, people even they they usually travel here to go to the game, but they want to, you know, watch the highlights or have, you know, I, they always they want to have it. So anyway, so, okay. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up in terms of like different amenities, whether they impact or don't impact um, and how much they do for Gold Shores. You know, if you're thinking of really strange amenities, like I know Bill had mentioned earlier, pickleball court. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you would, there, I mean, there's all different kinds of stuff, I guess you could put in someone, your, 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 uh, your place. There's just not enough data to, to say one way or the other to support it, to say, yes, I'm comfortable on a podcast saying that a pickleball court, <laughs> the pickleball court brings in a bunch of revenue. So you might have to uh, be a pioneer of that to figure that one out. I will be. And I think that's something that's really important for people. I mean, I believe 100% in Kenny's data. I also believe in doing things differently than what everybody else does and having things. That's why I actually like hot tub, specifically like a proper, like my beachfront property. I could spend five grand to get my deck re uh, reinforced and probably have to widen it a little bit. Then I could put in a hot tub. My next door neighbor has two hot tubs. They have a duplex, one pool, two hot tubs. But you see, there's very few hot tubs in Gulf Shores. I'm a believer right now. Emil knows this all too well. Yeah, they have a, I used to own in the same place that he is, right? And I sold. And one of the reasons I sold is it wouldn't, the HOA wouldn't heat the pool, yeah. right? And having a community pool that's not heated crushes the entire community during the winter, right? So for me, my pool that I have down there that's heated it's it's a big deal, huge deal, right? I mean, I'm at like 73% occupancy at that place for December. That's insane. Everybody else is getting crushed. Two doors down, I manage a, a property that doesn't have a heated pool. And he's, he's at like, I don't know, 20, 25% occupancy. So I'm a believer of doing the things that are different. I, honestly, I'm going to call my insurance company tomorrow down there. I will literally buy kayaks. I'll spend 700 to to $1,000 just from a marketing standpoint to test Kenny's data theory to see if that works. And if it does, you know, that's great. So what is it? And I think a lot of this has to do with price point and location too, Kenny, doesn't it? So, I mean, for me to spend a thousand bucks per property and, you know, properties are doing well over $200,000 a year, that's, you know, a deck chair on the Titanic. Now, if you've got a, you know, a two bedroom that's doing $70,000, you know, someplace, then you may not want to make that big of an expenditure. So I think the things are always relative. Yeah, I agree. Cool. We kind of already talked about, I was thinking about bringing up pet friendly, but we don't need to do that. We talked about that on another episode already, I think. Surprisingly, that doesn't move the needle, even when Fort Morgan is a pet friendly beach. Yep. 
did not. So should I get myself another point for that one since I knew it? Yeah, since you knew it, since we had a conversation, <laughs> since you remembered. There you right. go. <laughs> Thanks for presenting today. You're welcome. That was fun. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of STR Anomics, or as my wife calls it, Stronomics. See you guys next time. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Anomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.